If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Wish Police Radio. Uh, as people who listen to the show regularly know, I'm usually talking uh, specifically uh, about Winnipeg music, Manitoba music, about bands, artists, songwriters. Every once in a while, I stray from that a little bit and, and talk to people who I guess could be considered music scene adjacent. And I think that in this case, uh, on this episode, we're definitely um, going heavy on the adjacent part, but there definitely is a connection uh, to the local music scene. So I think that before we get into anything in too much depth, the best way to start this off is if my two guests here want to introduce themselves and maybe give a little bit of background about what it is that they do. And I'm going to start with Stefan, just because you're the known quantity in that you've been on the show before, not for a while, but uh, it's been a few years, but you know, you're sort of uh, the familiar face and voice, uh, maybe if we got some really good listeners out there who actually uh, have followed the show for a number of years. Yeah, so like if you haven't heard of me or seen me before, my name is Stefan Richard. But like as a pro wrestler, which we're going to be talking about today, I perform as Stefan Epic. Um, I've been doing pro wrestling for uh, it'll be 21 years this year. So I've been doing it since 2002, since I was 15. Um, it's 2023 as we're recording this. I'm 35 and I'm very sore. What's up, guys? Uh, my name's Shane. I run 3D Pro Wrestling. Uh, we've been running shows in Winnipeg for just about a year now. Uh, and yeah, we got our first No Ring show kind of coming up on March 30th. Well, and that's kind of what what, what, what sparked this, too. I think, Stefan, this is your idea, actually, to, 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 that it would be cool to do a podcast um, on Witch Police about wrestling. And, and the connection here, as far as the content I usually talk about, is that you have local bands... Uh, playing at these events and this one coming up has some yeah. live music which which i think is a really cool um addition to it and it's something that you know as a non-wrestling fan who is i'm slowly dipping my toe in because i keep hearing about it from everybody and it seems like yeah i keep meeting people who i didn't realize were really into wrestling and it turns out they're huge fans and there seems to be a lot of similarities i think between sort of the diy punk scene and this diy wrestling scene and i kind of like um everything i hear about it sounds like something i'd be into it's just that i don't have the frame of reference i think for the wrestling part of it but I guess, like, just to, to tie it in more with what my usual content is, what is the, why get the bands involved? What was the reasoning behind that? Because that is definitely appealing to non-wrestling fans like me. Yeah, to me, wrestling is like, uh, uh, like a live wrestling event feels like a true variety show. And I wanted to try to give as many different types of entertainment we could. Um, so, and, and as like you said, like the, the live music and the live local scene, and the pro wrestling scene, they're very similar. There's a lot more similarities than there are differences, I think. Uh, so it just kind of comes hand in hand. It feels really natural 
uh, like the punk and hardcore with the pro wrestling. Well, it seems like there's a lot of bands that are really into wrestling too. I mean, I had Cheap Heat on last year, yeah, and they're like just obsessed with it to the point where they're writing whole albums about wrestling as as, as subject matter. So, what is the uh, what is the crossover like? Why are there so many musicians who are so into this? What do you think is the the, the kind of uh, joint appeal of the two the two art forms? I think when you're when you're this deep into like if you if you're a performer, whether it's wrestling or music or acting, I think you're just a fan of performing in general, the, like the, the idea of a live performance. Uh, so I think a lot of musicians can also really appreciate the, what goes into a performance on like the wrestling aspect as well. Well, and, and Stefan, this is, I mean, like you said at the beginning, you're, you're, you're getting old and tired and sore. This is kind of like your, 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 uh, last hurrah here, right? As a wrestler, is that, is that the plan? You're, you're kind of going out with a bang with this event happening at the end of the month? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm going on forever. I'm just kind of stopping for a while. And who knows how long that while could be. It could be, you know, it could be six months. It could be forever. So, um, you know, I'm just kind of taking it day by day. But I, I, I like the uniqueness of this event. And I like that, you know, it's something different. It's mixed with bands. There's no ring at this wrestling event, which means like, when you think about it, the one thing you need for a wrestling event is a ring, and like we're totally scrapping that idea. It's it's an idea that's been done in the U.S. and in Japan for like the last I don't know ten fifteen years, even maybe even more so in Japan. But um, to bring it to like Canada and specifically Winnipeg, it's I, there's been one uh, no ring event here before, and it was like postponed a whole bunch of times because of the pandemic. And it, I ended up doing a death match in that event as well. And it was such a unique event that I knew that there had to be more of them. So I'm glad that there's another one happening. And like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm a part of it. So the term death match, as someone who is like needs the idiot's guide to wrestling, uh, knowing you personally, I, I've watched some of your stuff on, on YouTube, especially some recent things you've done. And I was not prepared for the amount of um, blood and, and just like kind of like rawness of it i mean I, I think that you know again as someone who's not not deep into the the whole industry here you have this idea you, you hear that wrestling is fake right and so there's this whole uh, assumption that it's going to be this very choreographed thing and like you guys are beating the shit out of each other with with the uh, you know lights and, and and like chairs and things what is a death match is that what that is where you're just like literally kind of uh hurting each other with whatever items are around or, or is it something else uh yeah it's it's the it's the light tubes, it's the chairs, it's the barbed wire, it's all of that. But at the same time, it's pro wrestling and like it's very essence. It's just one guy trying to beat another, and the cast of characters happens to be different than you know me picking up and power slamming someone and then jumping off the top rope and then you know doing like a cartwheel off of you know off of like the turnbuckles. It it's it's in, it's all of that. But you're just replacing it with like light tubes and barbed wire, and sure, the occasional backflip happens in there. Um, but it's not it's not unlike anything else. It's like punk rock, and it's like you have different genres of of metal. You have black metal, you have death metal, you have you know speed metal, you have all that stuff. But deathmatch is just one branch of that. 
and it just happens to be the most extreme branch of it. Okay, okay. Well, and yeah. that makes sense, I guess, having heavy bands, right? Like, well, I mean, first of all, maybe uh, what what are the bands that are playing at this one? Yeah, uh, we got three bands coming up. Uh, we got Cheap Heat, we got Means to an End, and Murder Capital. Nice. And yeah, super stoked to have all three of them. Really, really excited. And that's all super heavy stuff. I mean, I mean, you have, yeah. you know, you, 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 that obviously seems to pair well, I guess, with the uh, the extreme violence <laughs> going on with the, yeah, the main I event. It kind of puts you in the right mindset of what you're about to see. That's kind of what I tried to do was pair um, each band to a match to kind of because it's going to go. The band's going to play, and then a match is going to happen. Band, and then a match. The three bands, three matches. So to kind of pair them together, so you kind of are in that right mindset before the match starts it was kind of important to me and are these all bands i mean i know cheap heat in, in their their case they're very into wrestling but are these all bands that are kind of passionate about the wrestling aspect of it as well i would think so uh, everyone i talked to was super stoked and super excited at the idea um but uh yeah you never know i think a lot of people kind of they they got into wrestling as a kid and then during those high school years you get out of it when it's not so cool and you're trying to talk to girls and stuff and then uh in the last maybe since like 2014 2015 things have become really popular again well yeah that's that's totally what i've noticed like i mean I, when i was a little kid we had those like in the 80s we had those wrestling action figures everyone did and you know the, yeah. and that, that little toy ring and stuff and, and it was it was a big deal and then it seemed like when i was in high school i don't think i knew anyone who was openly a fan of wrestling i'm sure there were people who were really into it but it just didn't seem mm. like a a popular thing and then now like as an adult you know i'm 40 now and i'd say over the past decade uh, the amount of people i've known that just have suddenly not come out as wrestling fans but it seems like they're 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 maybe the internet has made it sort of more yeah. of an okay thing to be passionate about but it seems like it's just this huge movement now again yeah things really changed in the last you know less than a decade or so and things have become way more accessible and it's so much more easy to see and find wrestling that you like um so you don't have to sit through stuff you maybe don't like uh and i think it's made people a lot more passionate for their interest in wrestling
that maybe brings up another question then about, about wrestling, wrestling that you like and don't like. I mean, you know, obviously when you have bands coming through, you, you're usually going to have a headlining band maybe from out of town and then a bunch of local bands or smaller bands opening, right? On something like mm-hmm. this... And people, especially because the internet now, they can they can follow those bands. They can they can watch them on YouTube. They can listen to them on whatever streaming service. They can buy their tapes, CDs, whatever. What is that like as far as following uh, independent wrestlers coming from other places? Because I know a lot of these events locally are bringing in people from not only out of town but but from the states, from elsewhere. I mean, how do you kind of follow someone? if they're not from here. I mean, you know, locally you can obviously go to their local shows, same as a local band. Is it really mm-hmm. a matter of just tracking them down online and watching YouTube and, and what, you know, Instagram and that kind of stuff? Yeah. A lot of stuff is getting uploaded to Insta or uh, not Instagram to YouTube. Uh, but there's also streaming services that are very wrestling specific, kind of okay. like a Netflix for wrestling for independent wrestling. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot you can go out and see. Now, even if you don't want to pay for it, there's a lot of stuff that just gets up for free and from different, you know, spots around North America. There's there's so much wrestling to be seen. It's almost too much. There's there's more than anyone could ever possibly watch. Uh, but it's something I've always been really passionate about, especially at the independent level. I've always been big on watching, you know, niche, really small time wrestling. So I've been uh, I've always kind of had my my ear to the ground for the independent stuff and kind of had had a an idea of who I'd want to bring to Winnipeg and and maybe if the people here don't necessarily know who they are um I'm confident that they're going to be able to put on a great show and uh really excite the crowd so how do you program something like this as far as who's going to be actually participating um I reach out a lot of people will have you know booking emails or contact I'm sure it's very similar to putting on uh like a live uh music performance i imagine yeah Just getting yeah getting in touch with people and then getting the dates and everything set up and you know going through the finer details but you know when you i find if you're putting on a show that you're really proud of and really putting all your effort and energy in people can tell um that you're 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 putting your best foot forward and i think a lot of people really want to be a part of stuff like that a lot of the wrestlers specifically well, and, I, and maybe that's a question for you, Steph, and then, like, I mean, I, you know, as a wrestler, is this something that you get excited about, that this kind of, um, you know, local, un- underground, independent promotion? Yeah, I like it. There's, I've been doing independence, like, my entire career. I had right. one shot, yeah, I had, like, I had one shot at, like, something different, and the rest has been just grinding on the independence. So, like, there's been, I know nothing else. You know what I mean? So like these grimy shows where there's there could be you know I've wrestled in front of four people before you know there's and there's something about that that's like romantic. I as much as as, as I imagine a band playing like a grimy bar and something about it is just like I fucking love it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with wrestling. I like I love wrestling, and even though I plan on you know stepping away for a little while, it doesn't mean I love it any less. It's like there's something about just getting in front of a crowd that is very unique. And like the only thing I can compare it to, because the only other type of performance that I've done is like is stand up comedy. I did open mics for like a year. You know what I mean? And it's this it's the same kind of feeling that I get being a creative and being able to take my creative energy and put it in front of people. And like have that instant response 
I'm sure bands and musicians feel the same way. Yeah. Like having, you know, the creative thoughts and then having the instant feedback. And sometimes you hear it when bigger bands say it or like a bigger comedian says it. You lose something when you go from like the small club to the theater to the arena. You know what I mean? There's something about that intimate feeling that kind of makes it really like I'll use the word again, like really romantic. Well, I, something I, about it's awesome. I, I can see, I can see how it's the same as a band for sure. Like the, the, that, that, that part of it makes complete sense to me as I guess the difference is though. I mean, you know, if you're a band and you're about to play a show, you have that, you know, you have that kind of preparing for the show. You, you know what it's going to be like, even if there's four people or a hundred people, you have your, in that case, you have your songs, you know them, you know what you're going to do. But I mean, if you're wrestling, you're, you're fighting someone else, a different person every time, most, most of the time. So how do you prepare for something like that? I mean, you know, you're both going to be performing in front of an audience. You have to put on a good show. Um, one of you is going to win. One of you is not going to win. But how much preparation do you do with that other person? Is it just sort of on the day of, or are you actually communicating beforehand on, on how this is going to go and, and sort of like almost like rehearsing, not, you know, move by move or whatever, but is there any aspect of that? Yeah, yeah, there's been there's been times, especially in the age of social media, because, like, when I started wrestling in 2002, social media was the, very much non-existent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, these days, in the few matches I've had in the last few years, there's been a, a chance to, to message someone and say, yo, I had this idea about, you know, when I, like, when we have our match on whatever. And then, on the other hand, there's times when I've met guys – two minutes before we were to walk through the curtain. You know what I mean? We have no plan. We have no safety net. We have nothing to go on. So at that time, you really rely on your experience of like being able to improv and being able to like think on your feet, you know? So it, it can really go one of two ways, but you know, either way, either way is okay. And I have like no doubt in my mind that coming up on, on like March 30th, when, there's a, there's no ring, so that kind of changes people's skewed view of what wrestling already like already yeah. is. It it's going to take them somewhere else. So we'll have so much more more freedom to do whatever we want. Like this guy that I'm wrestling, his name is Sexy Eddie. He's from Montreal. His yeah, he's like a very. It's kind of like a corny character if you sit and think about it, but when you see him, it, the guy's money. Like every time he goes out in front of a crowd, he's he's got them in the palm of his hand. So like when I get in there in the thirtieth, it's gonna be sure the day of, but at the same time, like him and I are both very experienced. We've both been doing it a very long time. So we'll rely on our experience, but at the same time we'll have probably a few hours to really kind of sit and think about what well, you know what's gonna happen.
without with not not having a ring, how does that work exactly? I, I'm picturing, and maybe this is completely wrong, but I'm picturing like the equivalent of like a you know a fight in junior high where there's two people in the middle beating each other up, and then everyone's sort of just crowded around them. Is that what it is, or is it actually using the the venue's stage and stuff as well? That's a pretty spot on way to describe it. Yeah, like a high school fight uh, with just everyone kind of crowded around. Um, it is uh, the pyramids, you know, kind of got two different levels to stand and you get a little bit different uh of a perspective but yeah it's it's kind of it's like a gladiator fight a, like a a bar fight basically that's kind of cool yeah Have yeah you- definitely breaking the boundaries of what wrestling traditionally is or could be uh you kind of have to throw that away and uh and think completely different is that something that, that that is kind of born out of necessity, too? I imagine just getting a ring and all that, there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, planning involved and expense and everything else. Is this something that just has kind of come up as a concept because people don't have a ring and that's sort of carried on now? Or, or, or is it like a, more of an aesthetic choice? I, well, I mean, to go through the, the history of No Ring, I think the original No Ring show happened in Japan just because the ring truck broke down. So they just kind of set up some blue gym mats and did like, uh, you know, kind of ke- kept it karate style and like really brawled around the crowd. But it really popularized out in, in New York in like really small kind of gritty bars um, and in places like New York where you need um, state authority commission and there's right. different laws and regulations. So I think it kind of started as a way to get around a lot of that. Um, but it really it really opened a lot of people's eyes to seeing like, wrestling can be so many different things it doesn't need to be what i traditionally think it it has to be how do people find out more about this i mean i know it's coming up very soon um what's the best way to to if someone wants to know who's wrestling and and what bands are playing i know we've already said the bands but just in terms of uh, finding out the details yeah facebook uh instagram twitter it's all just 3d pro wrestling super easy to find but we're up on youtube we got all our previous matches and shows are up there as well uh, March 30th, same thing. We're, that's going to be taped, and we're going to make sure to get that up online as soon as possible. Uh, tickets on Eventbrite, um, but I mean, those Eventbrite fees suck. Send us a message, and you can skip through those, and we'll get you in a little bit cheaper. Is this something that typically sells out to an event like this? Um, you know what? The, la- the, the only other time there's been a no-ring show in Winnipeg, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling out in North Dakota did one last summer, and it was a sellout. It was for sure a sellout. Um, it's tough to say with because the pyramid is a very large space. Yeah. Uh, so they can definitely fit more people than I would be comfortable having because I want to make sure everyone's able to have good sight lines and be able to really enjoy the show. Um, so tickets may get pulled before the day of. It's it, it's looking that way right now. Um, so I would definitely get, jump on them now while you can. They're going to be cheaper than they will be at the door for sure. Um, but yeah, you never know. It it it. it uh, Tickets are moving faster now than they were before. Cool. And, you know, this isn't going to mean anything to me, but who, who, who are some of the names, uh, the wrestlers that are going to be, I mean, we obviously have Stefan, but uh, who else is going to be participating? Yeah. Uh, we got Stefan. Stefan's working with Sexy Eddie. He's a yeah legend out of Montreal, deathmatch legend. I got uh, Badger Briggs. She's uh, from Milwaukee, Minneapolis area. She's driving up. Um, she's taking on ba- uh, Napoloni Diabelle who's uh, kind of a mythical, uh, I don't know how you would describe him. He kind of just appears at the events. I don't even really 
uh, necessarily communicate with him. He just kind of books himself kind of deal. It's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a headache. Um, and then we, <laughs> we have Damon Spriggle. Who's going to be, uh, he, he's put out a death match open challenge. So nobody knows, uh, who's going to answer that challenge the day of the show. Um, but I guarantee you it's something you will not want to miss out on. Cool. And then um, I, I guess before I let you go, Stefan, do you have anywhere people can check out your stuff? I mean, I know you have a lot of videos and things online. Is there any kind of main place to uh, follow your wrestling career? Um, yeah, you can follow me on social media, Stefan X Richard. That's it. That's it? Okay. And then uh, I guess <laughs> let's plug the show one last time. Uh, March 30th, The Pyramid, and people can uh, find 3D Pro Wrestling on various social media and, and get uh, yeah. ticket info that way. Yeah, 3D Pro Wrestling, Protect Your Neck, March 30th, Pyramid Cabaret. Tickets are 20 bucks. Awesome. 